0: Turns out teams actually do onside kick it with eight minutes to go in a game down just one possession. Who knew? You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy with prize picks. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, hey, thanks a lot for spending some of your weekend with us here at Locked on Spartans. Your team in green and white five days a week. Even if it's been six weeks since we've been talking about a victory here at Michigan State. woohoo! Uh, hey, before we get into the bulk of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe to this year's podcast or YouTube channel. And if you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. All right, yeah, let's talk about Saturday's game here. And look, just to set the table here, just to you know get everyone's expectations aligned with each other, this is going to echo a lot of what we talked about after the Michigan game. So uh, apologies if this is your second, third, or fourth time hearing this, but if you're looking for the emotional breakdowns, the, the mental instability episodes here, if you're waiting for me to punch the walls and just start screaming up and down this whole episode... Guys, that that, that part of me died two weeks ago against Rutgers. I I don't have that emotional energy as it comes to this team anymore. Now, does that mean we're not, you know, upset or not disappointed or we're not just going to talk about the games or talk about the coaches? No, no. We're going to talk about everything that happened on Saturday. But, yeah, like that emotionally charged Matt died two weeks ago when they blew an 18-point lead in the fourth quarter against Rutgers. Um, It's just – I just – I don't have it anymore, and I'm sure you guys don't either. But, hey, just like all of you watching and listening, we're still invested in this team. We still care. We still will watch every single game the rest of the season for more of these games, as a matter of fact. Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, just to, you know, get everyone on on the right, you know, expectation surface here. All right, let's get into this show here. And also, you know what? Just like last week's game against Michigan, If you watch the first two drives, you you watch the whole game here. Uh, Michigan State, I got to say, really solid defensive game overall. So much so that they had two first quarter turnovers against a Minnesota team that doesn't really lose the ball all that much. They've been pretty good with ball security all season, but wasn't the case in the first quarter. But What was the case is that Michigan State could not capitalize on either of those opportunities. Michigan State, on offense, started with their first two drives inside the 35-yard line, and that ended with two three-and-outs. Well, not entirely out. They did get two field goals. But, yeah, I mean, that just told the story of the rest of the game. The offense was stagnant, for the most part, until Sam Levitt came in late in the game, too little, too late. But yeah, a whole lot of three and outs, a whole lot of nothing on offense, and the best offense for the first three quarters were the, the pass interference play, which I, you couldn't do that all too much. Minnesota only had three flags the entire game, and it was just awful, just lousy look. And yeah, we'll, we'll rail on the coaches here uh, in a little bit. Again, just like calmly, just matter-of-factly, but let's wait. Let's actually... Try something new here. Let's talk about the positives that we saw in this game. And guys, I know, like, I, I know that this is going to sound like just moral victory radio, but I, I, you want six straight weeks of just you know, just railing on the team nonstop. Like, no, we're, we're going to, you know, pick apart some rays of sun in this otherwise monsoon of a thunderstorm this season has been, because I look, if, if you're still sick enough to be <laughs> watching Still, uh, you're going to be wanting some sort of optimism, and we got a few shreds of it here. Uh, the do- the, the defense, I thought, played pretty good. Um, yeah, look, another quarterback had a career game against Michigan State. Calia, uh, whatever, however you say his name, threw for 200 yards for the first time this season. But, look, I, that was not all the defense's fault. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the offense because, okay, yeah, the defense, they already have injuries to begin with. So, you know, there's a lot of young players out there. Let's just throw all those out into the wind and see where that blows. But um, look, at the end of the first half, Minnesota's offense had 42 offensive plays. Michigan State just had 25 offensive plays. Michigan State's offense, four, three, and outs. I, I, look, the defense had no time to breathe out there. They were getting no help from the offense. I mean, they had roughly about two minutes to get as much oxygen and water in their bodies as possible until it was time to go out to a 34-degree field, and then we'll do whatever they could against the Minnesota offense. So, yes, another quarterback looked really good against Michigan State, but I, I got to say, I, look, we know the defense isn't perfect But, man, they had absolutely zero help from the offense uh, on Saturday's game. Also, uh, just not in the first half, but the game as a whole, I think it's worth pointing out. Minnesota, nearly 37 minutes of possession. Michigan State, just nearly 23 minutes. So, yeah, defense is just fighting for their lives out there the entire game. Uh, Some other bright spots, let's go with Sam Levitt. You know, he he almost had a full quarter under his belt, and wow, I – Thought that was really promising. I mean, hopefully he can stick around here. And we're going to get more into the conversation of, well, who do you want to start the rest of the season between Sam Levitt and Kaden Hauser here later on. But that touchdown drive was nice. And, hey, we've been seeing good touchdown drives from a guy that's, you know, starting the game on the bench before. Kaden Hauser. he had one of those against Washington. I mean, he had some good drives, too, against Maryland. Yeah. Okay, but those were against backup Units for the most part. What Sam Levitt did was on the road against Minnesota's starting defense. So I think there's more stock to put in it right there. You saw how live of an arm he has. I mean, that is some certified zip on the ball. And what else I like too from Sam Levitt is his pocket presence. I mean, that guy knows how to stay alert in a pocket, which is like an incredible trait to have as a college quarterback to begin with. But to have it as a true freshman, like we saw on Saturday, like that was very notable because well, yeah, Minnesota made some pockets uncomfortable and I'm not going to hold that fumble against him. I mean, so yeah, uh, God forbid we let Sam Levitt uh, off the hook for that one. He had a three man rush. I'm sure he thought that he'd be safe, but no, the right tackle got absolutely skewered. And then, well, here we go. I'm going to pop you for a, a, a strip sack right there. So no, I'm not going to hold that one against him. It was a three-man rush, and the offensive line couldn't even keep him up right for that. All right, uh, yeah, anyway, live arm, you know, so let's talk about who now. Who do we go forward with now between Kate and Hauser, Sam Levitt? In a perfect world, hey, I would say, you know, both. Let's just play these guys equally the last four games of the year. Let's go into the offseason. That'll be your quarterback battle. Katenhauser, Hauser, who has not looked great the last few games, but let's all look at what he's been dealt as well. You know, a a rainy day in Piscataway going up against a semi-pro NFL defense in Michigan. And then, you know, another tough start against Minnesota. There's some injuries. Yeah. There's a laundry list of excuses that can be had there, but mm, man, who has the better foundation? It looks like just from everything I said right now, the live arm, he does have solid legs as well. Sam Levitt that is, and just a strong pocket presence as well. Maybe it's prisoner of the moment. You know, maybe I'm just getting too excited for the new shiny toy, the four-star true freshman to build this whole thing on. But, Matt kind of like what we saw there with Sam Levitt uh, a little bit. So if I had to choose, it, it look, it, it brings me no joy to have to pick between these two kids. Both dealt very unfortunate situations, but also dealt situations where they can make the most of their time here and become maybe QB1 going into the offseason. season. With Sam Levin just one game away from burning up his red shirt, I I I don't know if I would necessarily hate starting him the rest of the season. Now, could it be a thing where, okay, it is going to be Caden House the rest of the year, but it's just a really short leash? Sure, with this coaching staff, I guess you never know how they're going to handle anything. But yeah, I, I guess if I'm being asked, hey, who do you want to see start the rest of the year? Between the two, let's just go with the younger guy, I guess Sam Levitt. But again, I can be talked either way. It's 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 been a weird year. Hey, speaking of uh, good news here, Jordan Hall uh, career best game so far as a true freshman linebacker. I just nine tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and one forced fumble. Again, all those are career highs. Jordan Hall is just. Amazing, I and I mean, God. As far as praying that guy stay goes, uh, Jordan Hall has to be at the top of that list. I mean, that is a guy that you can build a foundation around on defense, and not just on the field play, but just leadership as well. I mean, this was a guy that was a multi-year captain at IMG Academy for a reason, and we are seeing it play out here in East Lansing. So. Jordan Hall, if you're listening, I know you never miss an episode of Lockdown Spartans. Please come back. We're begging you. Uh, And, hey, you know what? We're going to end this segment with another ray of good news. Simeon Barrow came back. Now, when we recorded Thursday's show, we taped that at about 4 o'clock, and then I think about a half hour later it came out on Twitter that, yeah, Simeon Barrow took his name out of the transfer portal. And I got to say, a little bit surprised on that. I thought that he would just take the rest of the year to – be healthy, you know, preserve his health, and it actually sucked that he went down with an injury in Saturday's game as well. But no, he went to Harlan Barnett, said, hey, I have unfinished business here. I made a commitment to my guys, which um, that, that says a lot about Simeon Barrow right there because there are a lot of players, understandably so, incredibly understandably so, that when they put their name in the transfer portal at a situation like what's going on here at Michigan State, they would certainly stay in the portal. But, man, that just says a lot about Simeon Barrow's character to just only take a, what? 24, 36-hour visit into the transfer portal. So, yeah, that was uh, a certain, certain delightful surprise before Saturday's game as well. All right, we're going to talk a little more about the game here, some coaching decisions. Woo, all that fun stuff. It's a great time here in East Lansing. Oh, yeah, we're having the time of our lives. But first, oh, God. Okay, look, Athletic Brewing, uh, I love you guys. You guys make a delicious product. You guys are great partners of this show. But for the sixth week in a row, here we go. Hey, now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, much like the Michigan State Volleyball Team. How about that? The Michigan State Volleyball Team, they beat number 13 Penn State, a powerhouse nationally in volleyball. They beat them at Breslin Center. That's right, just like the Michigan State Volleyball Team because – Lord knows there's no football ones to nominate for this. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, guys. I mean, and if you don't believe me, well, I just go to the grocery store or go online at athleticbrewing.com and buy a six-pack for yourself. Now, hey, after a tough loss, sometimes you just want to just drown yourself in as much beer as humanly possible. And with athletic brewing, you can do that still. And it tastes delightful. Go for their pilsners, their lagers, their stouts, their IPAs. And best of all, when you wake up the next morning, thinking about that game you just watched yesterday, you're not going to feel hungover because they're non-alcoholic brews that taste as good or, in many cases, even better than the craft beers that you have in your fridge right now. They are fit for all time. So you could do it watching the big game, after the big game, after a workout or, hey, just at the end of a long workday. They are fit for all times. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code On. That's right, one word, locked on, to get 15% off of your first online order. That is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, Fit for all times also need to talk your ear off about ebay motors that is right squad passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and much more whether you're into speed power or style or all that combined ebay motors has got you covered With over 122 million parts, I'll say that number again, 122 million parts on their site for your number one ride or die, you are always going to find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your parts are guaranteed to fit every single time or it's your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, only exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit, only available to you as customers. All right, getting back into the mix here. Now, it wasn't that fun talking about the fun little things that we saw in Saturday's game. Woohoo! Uh, let's talk about some of the decisions that we saw because, uh, again, I'm not going to scream here. At this point, we know what we're looking at with this coaching staff, with what they have to work with, yada, yada, yada. But... Yeah, just like we've done the last five weeks, we're going to let the adults in the room be the star of this show here. All right, there we go. Um, really interested with the thought process in kicking the field goal on fourth and one after the second turnover of the game. You're gifted a second turnover of the game. It is fourth and one. And when I say I'm interested in the thought process, like I, I am legitimately curious as to... Was it even thought of to go for it on fourth one? Because look, guys, just like you, I am completely sick of watching this team attempt a fourth and one and then just get jammed on the most unimagined or just the most uncreative inside run you could possibly think of. So like, wasn't the coaching staff saying what we've been saying? Like, oh, gee, fourth and one, I wonder what's going to happen. Were they just saying, well, now forget about a pass play because, well, that really wasn't working as a whole the last few weeks not even just on saturday's game or and are they saying well let's not even try an outside run where you know an inside running isn't going to work let's just go ahead and kick that field goal i gotta say that 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 kind of really sums up what the whole season's been like is that it's been so bad on these short yard situations that even the coaches don't trust the team to get one yard now with that said Still would have went for it there. Uh, It's a golden opportunity. It's not like you strung together this 13-play drive and really worked your way there. You want to make sure you're out of there with points. No, that was like a bonus, so to speak. And your second one of that quarter, I think I would have rolled the dice there on fourth and one and just tried a way to get the first down. But again, I'm not going to just slam the desk over and over again because we've seen a lot of fourth and shorts go to the wayside here and... Well, okay, fine. You guys want to take the points. That's fine. All right, right, that, that's you. My opinion is just go for it. You've been gifted with this opportunity. Why not? You're on the road. Let's play for a win, but I digress. The bigger issue that we have here is the onside kick. Michigan State, great touchdown drive. Electric touchdown drive, thanks to Sam Levitt and company right there. And now, okay, well, you're only down five with eight minutes to go. It's a one possession game with eight minutes to go. And look, I, there's no way to prove it. I'm actually probably wrong. I've No, I actually know that I'm wrong with this, but I'm just going to go and throw it out there anyway. Were they just trying to jam it to all the fans? Like us that were crying after that Rutgers game when, okay, Rutgers, they just made it a one possession game with eight minutes left. And then, well, they oddly line up for an onside formation, and then we all know what happens. Okay, so the team ticker sign plays music, apparently, out of nowhere. Uh, Wow, I didn't know that was a feature. I'm sorry. You guys could probably hear the music right now, but that's coming from the team ticker sign. I don't know if you just saw that on YouTube, but I nearly jumped out of my skin because that's the first time I've ever heard music come from this sign. I'm going to pause right now and try to turn that off. Okay, the music is all done. TeamTicker.com, by the way. That is a great sign. Um, wow. So just like the music blaring in my ear uh, while we were talking about that and how much of a surprise that was, Minnesota was also surprised a little bit by the onside kick. And, again, I I don't know if this coaching staff was just trying to say, hey, that's right. After the Rutgers game, when we lined up for an onside kick and said, well, that's a spot that teams usually onside kick in, Well, look what happened here. There was a one-possession game, eight minutes to go, and I don't know if they were just trying to jam it to all the fans, but, hey, they thought that was a good opportunity to onside kick. Now, it did catch Minnesota off guard, and they also just caught the ball, too. And, well, okay, instead of giving your defense a lot of cushion against this Minnesota offense, which, first of all, not only was Michigan State's defense playing pretty solid that game, but Minnesota just does not have a good offense. Instead of giving them eh, 80-ish yards, maybe even 75, if they wanted to touch back it, touch back it, whatever. Uh, no, you gave them a short field, and then, well, would you look at what happened? Seven plays later, touchdown drive, and now it's a two-possession game with four minutes to go, and that essentially ended the game. So very bizarre coaching decision from the staff right there. So... That's what you do, though, when you're uh, just down one possession with eight minutes to go. You give a struggling offense a short field and then the opportunity to close out the game right there. Now, if you want to go benefit of the doubt right here, maybe you say, well, hey, you just talked about earlier the show how much the defense was playing, how exhausted they were. Did they see that in the fourth quarter? Do you think that maybe they saw that, oh, my God, our defense is kind of struggling here. Maybe this is a time to put a jolt to keep them on the bench for even longer? Maybe. If you want to go ahead and do that, fine. But I don't know. I think we've seen a large enough sample size here to not necessarily give this coaching staff any benefit of the doubt. So just join me on that side of the fence if that's what you want to do. Now to clean up some other news here next week, I got to say, that was a really tough game to watch. I didn't necessarily feel the blood pressure rise because a lot of me and you at home watching this, you're just dead on the inside already. But I got to say, the biggest rise I got this weekend was Sunday morning, when I open up the FanDuel app, and if you want to know how bad it's gotten this year, Michigan State three point home underdogs against Nebraska. That's how bad it's gotten here, guys. Uh, When look last week, when I said that we are watching the worst team in the Big Ten conference this year, I was not being hyperbolic, I was not over exaggerating. This, this is it's gotten that bad. We're three point home underdogs against Nebraska. Uh, in other news, Malik Carr, he was not dressed for the game. Now, the way I understand it, this will be a very short absence for him. Uh, barring any injury, we can expect him back next week. That was more so of the disciplinary issue. And then speaking of that as well, Tumase Adelaide, the five-star, sorry, former five-star recruit from Texas A&M that MSU got in the transfer portal. We talked up and down about him in the offseason, how much promise there is, what kind of a gadget player he can be on this defensive line. And I also butchered his name up and down every time we talked about him. Well, good news for yours truly. We don't have to worry about saying his name anymore because he's not on the team anymore. Yeah, That was a quick stint in East Lansing for him, and i got to say a very underwhelming one. The the best play was the... Rough in the passer, 15 seconds after the ball's thrown play from him. So best of luck to him as next stop. But yeah, no longer on the team. All right, gang, we will be back. We're gonna hear what you guys want to see the rest of the season, but first I need to talk your ear off about prize picks, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Now, why do I love prize picks? Well, for a few reasons. One. It's the simplest game in the world to play. You just get your players, whether they be NFL, MLB, NBA. You can even mix and match sports, and then you look at their projected stats. You guess higher or lower, and then, well, depending on how many players you want to throw on your slip, you can multiply your money by 25. That's right. You can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps. And it's also very quick. I make my prize picks in about... Uh, 42 seconds on a lawn day. And then, well, my favorite part about prize picks is that it's going to keep me involved in games that otherwise I could not care any less about. Like today, Steelers, Jaguars. Sure, it'll be a fun game, I guess. But... It's going to Keep me really invested because, well, you just take a few jags, you take a few steelers, you guess some over unders, and then bada boom bada bing, you are tuned into the game. Now, prize picks also wants to make you win before you even make your first picks. Go to prizepicks.comslash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.comslash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And let's head over to Twitterville. That's right, Uh, where I asked you, beautiful people, hey, what do you want to see the rest of the season? Because honestly, I I, for the bulk of fans, I can understand why you just turn this off and never watch again here. Uh, But hey, you know what? If you're watching the show, odds are you are a diehard Michigan State fan, and you will be following this team to the end of the season. Now, when I asked that question, of course, I got a lot of, "Well, I'll be watching basketball," or, "Hey, I'll be watching a different team on a different channel," which I know you guys might be trying to like joke around, but maybe you're not because those are very legitimate answers as well. Now, Graham, is what we're going to start it with, because there were a lot of messages like this as well. Graham Nelson, friend of the program, great guy overall, said, just watching in flat out support of the kids. They didn't deserve this, but you can tell they're still out there working. So I'll be watching to support and see how they work through the bleep hand they were dealt with you can't say it any better and this is why when we do these post game shows like i try to really make an effort not to just you know rail on these kids over and over again because horrible situation i think it's also been pretty clear that maybe they weren't gifted with proper coaching the last few years you could tell by that with the lack of development in all okay maybe not all but most of the position groups here it's just a horrible situation all the way around and i'm sure that hey look as as miserable we are on saturdays Imagine being on those team buses or the locker room of the team playing. Not much better. So I hope they get a decent crowd for Saturday's game, the last game at Spartan Stadium for this season, because I, these kids deserve it. It's, let's not get it twisted, a terrible situation that they had nothing to do with. LT Bishop says, love watching Jordan Hall and Chance Rucker. Curious to see if Levitt gets a shot at starting the game, avenging the Indiana loss from last year. And that's about it. Oh, and basketball, just like we said, Levitt has one more game and then that will burn up his red shirt. So maybe that plays a factor into how many games he gets to start the rest of the season. B Seth wrote in Jordan Hall and Jalen Thompson. That's right. We have not talked about Jalen Thompson yet. Praying we get a new coach soon enough that they'll stay. After that, uh, Tyrell Henry, Levitt, and Hauser. It seems like they have Hauser's hands tied when Levitt plays. It's a free roll uh, for Jalen Thompson. Uh, he got extended play on Saturday, two tackles for loss for the true freshman out of Detroit. So another, ray of light in this hurricane that we're in. I mean, again, you really hope that a lot of these kids stay, but in this day and age, you never know, but here's to hoping. Um, and you know what, maybe it isn't so far fetched to think that many of these kids will stay because when the transfer portal open, I think we said what three and a half or four and a half was going to be the over under of kids entering the portal because that number kind of matched what happened with Northwestern in the off season. And we're close to that number. I think it was just four or five kids that dove into the transfer portal here. Now we'll see what happens at the end of the year when it opens back up, but maybe there is more cohesion with this team than we're led on to believe here. Matt writes in a quarterback for the future. Everything else. I don't know if they will be there next year. I feel if a quarterback can be figured out, then maybe that person will stay. I agree with that as well. Like, if you mint, let's say, Sam Levitt, all right, hey, you're quarterback one. You started the last four games. It's pretty clear that we are going to ride you into the offseason, and it is your job to lose here as we go into these winter months. That's going to obviously entice the guy to stay. Now, something interesting here that may or may not play a factor, I I think it is – a unique situation here that both Kaden Hauser and Sam Levitt are both from the Pacific Coast, right? I mean, these aren't like local kids, like your Jalen Thompsons, if you will, your Brennan Paracheks, if you will. Like the these are kids that are from three time zones away. So will they be lured to another school, not just for you know opportunity or NIL, but also just closest of home? That might be a storyline as well. But hey, I'll tell you what is really good at you know upping your odds to having a kid stay is by having him be a starting quarterback at a Power 5 school. So I think that is how it's going to play out here. They're just going to try to mint one of these guys here as we go further into the season. Now, back in my day, writes in, I can't wait for the offseason to see if anyone on the staff can actually get a job at another Power 5 school. Uh, 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 you know, no, no comment. We're trying to be somewhat nice on this Sunday here. Doug writes him. Sam Levitt's speed and running ability against Ohio State and Penn State. If it's on par with those defenses, we have a ball player to build the offense around with Nate Carter for the next head coach. I'm already impressed with Sam Levitt, just how he looks even against Minnesota. You know, and no disrespect against Minnesota, but they are certainly not an Ohio State or a Penn State. But if a true freshman can look that poised, sound be that aware in the pocket against any power five team again this isn't like a red shirt junior this is a true freshman like i'm i'm already sold on keeping sam levitt around here now if he could do this against ohio state or penn state and i'm not saying like go out and beat the buckeyes on the road or beat the nittany lions but look that solid for all four quarters, like, oh my God, like it's going to be really hard to not have sky high expectations for him going into the off season. But right now I'm, I'm already kind of sold with, with Sam Levin, just what we saw in a very, very short um, sample size right there. And maybe that's just all of us just looking for literally anything to hang a glimmer of hope on right there. Matt C. writes in, I'll be watching Sam Levitt and dreaming Urban Meyer accepts the MSU job so that he can turn him into our Tebow. Come join Izzo and Urban and make MSU the premier athletic department in the country circa Florida 2006. It's like slash like all the off-field issues by like 95% of what 06 Florida was and we'll take it. We'll be pretty happy there. JD writes in to CF Brian Ference, the Iowa offensive coordinator, would be a more capable offensive coordinator than Jay Johnson. Well, JD, I got great news for you. Uh, He's already in the lead. Jay Johnson is in the lead for worst offensive coordinator. Uh, Now look, Michigan State, they have the worst offense in the country amongst power five teams at just 18 points per game. Now I understand. Weird season. Injuries. Oh, we have a quarterback carousel. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So you could use all those excuses as well. Just as easily as you could look at the last season. Okay. You had a returning starting quarterback in Peyton Thorne, who was throwing to a second-round draft pick in Jaden Reed and a guy that's about to be a top-15 draft pick in Keon Coleman. And yet your offense is still generated just 24.4 points a game, which was 92nd in the nation. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable that we are making north of a million dollars here. That, that's – no. Not, again, No, We're going to try to be nice here. We're going to try to stay calm. Okay, you got this. All right, last one. Because who doesn't want to just – ball their eyes out as you go into the rest of your weekend here. Mr. Ship wrote in, what is he going to watch for the rest of the season? I have a standing tradition with my dog that he gets touchdown treats for every MSU touchdown. He's 15. Not sure how many games he has left. I'll be watching for him and the players. Well, oh, Jesus Christ, Mr. Uh that that just makes me want to fight back tears right there. Well, first of all, Because they're starving your dog, but second of all, god, that's just so beautiful. And 15, that is a great life by a dog, and that's very clear that you guys have an outstanding bond. So, best of luck! Hopefully, they can just run it up the last four games here. Or, hey, you know what? If you want to say to your dog, you know what? Let's just do touchdowns in general, don't matter what team it comes from. Anytime a team crosses the end zone, we're throwing a milk bone your way. So, yeah, there you have it. But, god, that was just the most beautiful thing I've ever read like this this month and so here we have it gang all right we're gonna be back tomorrow we're gonna recap everything that's going on with the tennessee scrimmage we'll talk more football of course we're gonna be joined by kevin Grack of can't read can't write but until then hey let's have a great start to the week love you all go green